Holy shit, we finally got a breakout in Bitcoin after consolidating for so long. We finally have a breakout and you can see this breakout is causing the altcoin market to absolutely explode. Now, what caused this breakout? Well, the first part of the breakout was caused by a mega short squeeze, which is teaching the shorters why they shouldn't be shorting Bitcoin. But that's not what caused the breakout. What caused the breakout was actually inflows. And not only inflows from whales, but also inflows from the Bitcoin ETF. Now listen here. Today, I have found a source of inflows into the crypto market, which is way bigger than the inflows of all the crypto ETFs combined. I'm going to show you today how more money is coming in from a single source than from every single one of the ETFs combined. And when this money comes in, it's already started coming in. When this money comes in, it is going to pump your altcoin bags so much that you're not going to know what to do with the money. That is how much money is flowing in. And it's already started and it's going to continue. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's the main part of the show today. I promise you, it is going to blow your mind when I show you this analysis. After that, if you're holding Ethereum bags, and I know a lot of you are holding Ethereum bags, you may want to listen up because your Ethereum bags actually may start moving because of a new narrative on Ethereum. And then lastly, before we go, I know you're all making the same mistake with your investments. I've seen it. I spoke to a lot of you over the weekend. You're all making the same mistakes with your investments. And I'm going to show you today what the mistake you're making is and how to stop making this terrible mistake from your investments. I wasn't here yesterday. But I can tell you that when you see what I'm about to show you today, you are going to blow your minds and your bags are going to explode. I was going to say something naughty, but I'm not going to say it. Let's go. I'm telling you, I realized something today that is going to send us to Valhalla people we as a community as a community us we are going to Valhalla with your bags so guys pack your bags pack your bags pack your bags and get ready for the trip to Valhalla with the 715,000 other subscribers of this channel I know there are a lot of people that are not subscribed I do get it I understand not everybody wants to go to Valhalla it is far also some of your girlfriends won't let you go to Valhalla without them and I don't know if there's space for everyone in Valhalla. Um, so listen, if you want to go to Valhalla with us, I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to subscribe to this channel absolutely fucking immediately. Not only because of the free trip to Valhalla, because we're all going to Valhalla, but also because of the banter bags. Today, I got a $1,000 location of a project that's going into the banter bags. I'm almost sure this project's going to do 100x. That means that when I take that project and all the other projects that I'm going to put into the banter bags, those banter bags are going to be worth millions of dollars. How do you get the banter bags? So simple. Subscribe to Banter. Subscribe to Banter Plus. Open an exchange account with any link below or have any crypto banter exchange account. When you do that, you are immediately entered into the banter bags. When we get to a million subscribers on Banter, 350,000 subscribers to Banter Plus, I give away the Banter bags to other five or 10 people in the community. Speaking of Banter bags, I have great news for the previous winners of the Banter bags. Yesterday, we had one launch of $1,000, the 25X. You guys have got yourself $25,000. We're going to uh, contact you guys so we can distribute the $25,000 that you guys made yesterday. So listen, if you're not already on the train to Valhalla, smash the like button. Destroy the like button, subscribe to the channel, 
And let's go to Valhalla, people. Let's go, 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 go. So let me tell you what happened last night, okay? This was fucking me last night. I'm not even joking. I woke up in the middle of the night. I wanted to take a pee. So I woke up in the middle of the night because I needed to take a pee. I looked at the, and unfortunately, I used my phone as a torch, right? So I don't want to wake up my wife. So what do I do? I, I put the, the phone as a torch like this, right? And then what do I do? I, I saw the Bitcoin price, right? And this was me at four o'clock in the morning. This was me looking at the Bitcoin price. I could not sleep. My eyes were completely, 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 completely uh, open, ready to see what actually happened. And the truth is that yesterday when I landed from Dubai, I knew there was going to be a move in the market, but I just couldn't get here quickly enough to do a show for you guys. I, I just, by the time I landed, checked my luggage out, did everything I needed to do. There was just no way that I could be here to do a show. But I knew there was going to be a move, and I'll show you how I knew there was going to be a move. I was watching the Bollinger Bands. These are Bollinger Bands. Bollinger Bands, are, they measure the standard deviations away from the current price. And when the price doesn't move for a long time, when there's a lot of accumulations, the Bollinger Bands squeeze. So you can see there was a Bollinger Band squeeze here, and then the price went up 43%. And then there was a Bollinger Band here, and sometimes the, 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 the price goes down. But then there was a Bollinger Band squeeze here, and the price went up 34%. And I saw that after this whole period of accumulation that we've been in for 60-something days, remember we had been accumulating for 65 days, the Bollinger Bands went very, very, very close together, and I knew there was going to be a move, and that is what I was going to make the, uh, the, the show about yesterday, but I just couldn't get you in time. Anyway, be that as it may, be that as it may. Now the move has started. It's very important that we continue this move up now because we want to try and break out of this range. We need to get out of this range. This is a very, very, very convincing move. It is a convincing move, but it's not, it's not there yet. The one good thing that I saw is that with this move, there is a pattern forming on the charts. Okay, it's this pattern over here. You know this pattern. This is called an inverse head and shoulders. So you have a shoulder, a shoulder, and another shoulder, and now we broke up. This makes it an inverse head and shoulders. So now we're looking in, at an inverse head and shoulders pattern. I don't have to read you this garbage. It's a chart pattern that is basically um, a very, very, very bullish chart pattern if it actually uh, lands up playing out, out. So this is where we are at the moment. We finally got movement. It's good movement. It's giving us an amazing chart structure. The chart structure is an inverse head and shoulders, usually very, 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 very bullish. We just need this thing to continue to carry on playing out and not to invalidate itself. And that's what we're going to be watching. That's what we're going to be watching. Question you need to ask yourself is, what caused this pump? So I'll tell you what caused the pump. First of all, short squeeze. Because people were short, now getting squeezed. They're getting a, a big, 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 big short squeeze. That's the first thing. Second thing that is causing this pump, second thing that is causing this pump, actually better than a short squeeze, is there are people actually buying Bitcoin right now on the spot market. And these guys are the whales. So I was going to talk about this yesterday. There has been a crazy rise. Look at this chart over here. It shows you that the number of holders that have over a thousand Bitcoin have gone parabolic. These are the people that have got over a thousand Bitcoin. These are the people that love Bitcoin. These are the people that love Bitcoin. They are going parabolic, right? Why are they buying? I'll tell you why they're buying. Because I, I don't have over a thousand Bitcoin. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but, but the reason why these people are buying is because they know what is about to happen. Because this is not their first rodeo, right? 
If it's your first rodeo, you come to Bitcoin, you hear about the halving, you say to yourself, you know what, the, these guys, these, these lunatics, they're talking about this thing called the halving. They think that just because there's a halving, the price is going to continue to go up. But once you've been here for three or four cycles, then you kind of say, okay, look, this halving thing is actually real. I must say, like the first cycle, people told me about the halving. I was like, yeah, you guys are crazy. You think that there's this four-year cycle and, then, and like this crazy thing called the halving actually pumps your bags. You really think that? Second cycle, I was like, mm, yeah, maybe there's something in this halving thing. Third cycle, I'm like, this is a no-brainer. Every time I've seen, I, 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 the last two times I didn't put in all my chips, the last two times I wasn't convinced that we're going to follow this parabolic pattern that you see over here and over here. So this time I've actually played my cards very differently. And I've said, you know what? Instead of waiting for confirmation, instead of, instead of going back and, 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 and doing this, instead of going back to the Bitcoin chart and going like this and saying, look, you know, let me go back. So instead of like saying, oh, I don't believe the halving pattern. I don't believe the halving pattern. I don't believe the halving pattern. And then starting to layer in over here. This time I've said, look, I'm going to put my chips down very, very, very early in the game. I'm going to put my chips down earlier. I'm going to have an invalidation thesis, but otherwise I'm going to assume that Bitcoin is going to do the same thing that it did here. Here, I'm going to make the assumption it's going to do the same thing over here and that the cycle is just going to continue to repeat itself. So how am I playing this different? What am I doing? The last time I waited for confirmation before I put my chips down. And the problem is that I landed up investing late. This time I said, hold on, I'm seeing the pattern emerge exactly the same. Every single chart is telling me exactly the same thing. This time I'm putting my chips down early and playing the ride and I'm going to invalidate myself. So instead of getting in late like a tourist, I'm getting in early because I want to make, I actually want to make money this cycle and actually keep it. And as I said to you, at the end of the cycle, we're all, we're all going to cash out and then I'm just going to stop making videos and Josh is going to run the channel and he's going to make videos. Um, he's, going to, he's, going to, he's going to do this, right? Yeah. So like, I mean, again, if you've been here before, you know, the cycle, you play the cycle because it's the same thing. We're playing the cycle over and over. James Van Straten says it exactly in his tweet. He says, at this point in the cycle, 2015 to 2018, 170% up, 2018 to 2022, 144% up, 2022, 166% up. It's exactly the same cycle playing it out. And he says, if the trend continues, we will peak by Q4 2025, sandwiched between 2,000% returns and 11,000% returns. So that is what he's actually, uh, he's actually showing. And again, every single chart is showing me exactly the same thing. So if every chart is showing me exactly the same thing, what do I have to do? I have to just assume that it's happening and stop holding myself back like I did in the previous cycles. In the previous cycles, I was inexperienced and I was too much of a chicken shit and I didn't have enough conviction. And as a result, I probably left a lot of money on the table and I exited a bit late. This cycle, I am making those mistakes. First part, I deployed really early. I'm 99% deployed. Whatever I'm not deployed, I'm deploying now. And I'm going to, I'm going to, to, uh, uh, to have stop losses and stuff like that if I need to. But otherwise, I'm making an assumption that I'm all in and I'm going to ride this train to the top. And when the train stops at a station which is called Valhalla, that's the station where I'm going to get off. I'm not getting off at any station before Valhalla. Not interested in getting off at all before uh, um, Valhalla. So that's, that's where I am. Also, I think we also have a lot of catching up to do. If you look at the fractal between Bitcoin 
and the S&P 500, you can see that Bitcoin actually has quite a long way to go because we're following the same pattern. Problem is that the S&P 500 has had a massive, massive, massive run, but Bitcoin actually hasn't had that much of uh, of a run. It hasn't had like the same run. So it's got like, it's all, this is what, what some people are calling the catch-up trade. So in order for Bitcoin to catch, just to catch up with the S&P, there's still quite a long way to go, which would actually take it back to its all-time high because you can see that the S&P has already broken up its all-time high. And the S&P's had an amazing run. And Jason Pizzino says it's the fastest upside move since the COVID crash of 2020. Now, you've got to ask yourself a question. If, on the one hand, the S&P's running like crazy, but on the other hand, you're, getting, you're seeing these tweets and these tweets are basically showing you that people are laying off their workforces. What's the disconnect? How is it that on the one hand, the markets are running like crazy, but on the other hand, all these companies are, are, are cutting their workforces? Something doesn't add up. How do you have on the, on the main street, you have people cutting their workforces, but on Wall Street, you have all-time highs? This is because... The market is seeing beyond what's going on right now. It is looking to the future and it is seeing that there's a catastrophe in China and China's going to have to stimulate. It is also seeing that Jerome Powell was very, very, very clear. He came out and he said, you remember this? As long as inflation data remain good. We just want to see more good data along those lines. It doesn't need to be better than what we've seen or even as good. It just needs to be good. And so, so he's saying, if inflation data is good, if inflation data is good, then we will reduce rates. This is what Trueflation is saying about inflation. This is what Trueflation is saying about inflation. It's 1.41% at the moment. That's a sharp come down. But then there's other good news on the inflation horizon. In China, as we mentioned to you before, there's, things aren't going very well at the moment. There's a property crisis in China. The stock markets have begun to crash. And what China is currently going through is a massive period of deflation. So Chinese inflation is actually negative. So you can see their prices are actually dropping, which is crazy. Like imagine, imagine uh, 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 prices dropping by 2.5% in the US, but that's what's actually happening in China. So why is this r- relevant? Why do we care that China's prices are falling at the fastest rate in 15 years? Well, it's pretty simple. China exports a lot of its goods to the United States. The goods that it exports to the United States are going to start coming down in price. When the goods that it exports to the United States start coming down in price, we're going to get the inflation actually going down even lower than the inflation is. And then what Jerome Powell is said, said, he said, look, if, if the inflation numbers actually come down, well, then I'm going to start reducing rates. That's what he said, right? That's what he said. So that is where we're at. There's this there's the halving trade, there's the S&P catch-up trade, um, there's the adoption trade. I mean, you guys have seen all the all the massive adoption announcements. We had a um, we had announcements the other day. I want to see if I've still got it here. Um, Robinhood has actually integrated into MetaMask, so you can actually trade using MetaMask into Robinhood's um, uh, uh, Robinhood's um, uh, execution engine, order book engine, which is quite a big thing. It just shows like there's a lot of mainstream adoption. In, into crypto now, like the real world, the real traditional financial world and the crypto world are starting to almost like become intertwined. So the old financial system is starting to be improved by the new financial system. So you could see it here. You can keep your funds safe on your own MetaMask wallet, but you can trade using Robinhood's 
uh, uh, integration engines, the Robinhood's order book. So imagine like you're using your MetaMask to trade in TradFi's order book. It's a mix of DeFi and CeFi, which is actually absolutely, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Now, one of the things that you're going to need in the future is you're going to need to have identity on the blockchain. So the, this, this all works, but when you mesh DeFi and CeFi together, you need to have an identity because you can't trade CeFi without some kind of identity. We have a sponsor who's in identity. Um, the, the, the protocol, well, the, the program is called IsMe. Okay, so you can see it over here. This is IsMe. The protocol is called Root Protocol, but don't worry, don't worry about that. Worry about this, this IsMe. They did a, was it an IDO they did yesterday? They did a private, a private idea. What you can do is you can go and actually go and mess around with this. It's isme.is and you can go and create your own sovereign identity for the blockchain. So go and create like, like run is, don't create run is me. Fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Now, you know what these guys are going to do. Now they're going to create run is me and they're going to, they're going to um, try and sell it to me. I know, I know how these oaks operate. I, I know exactly how these oaks operate. Anyway, so there is like, I shouldn't have said, I should have first bought the wallet. The first I should have done it. And then I should have gone on the show. I've just let, they've just front run me basically. They, they basically, I've just, I just got, I just front ran myself. Anyway, as I said, there is now this huge integration or mix between CFI and DeFi. Well, hold on a second. Only 960 likes with 5,500 people watching. Do you not want alpha? Is this what, is this, do you not want all the alpha that I'm about to give you? I'm about to give you crazy alpha, but we need likes. If you want alpha, you need likes. I'm going to show you today why there's going to be so much inflows into this market. It's going to blow your, your absolute minds when I show you the big thesis of today. Much more than the ETFs combined. Much more than the ETFs combined. Actually, speaking of ETFs, let's we could go to the ETFs because we, you know, we've got to do the obligatory, let's look at the ETF inflows. So let's look at the ETF inflows. Actually, yesterday was a good day. Yesterday was a very, very, very good day. Yesterday, 145 million net inflow for the ETFs, that's good. Um, remember that there's that big genesis asking the court today uh, if they could sell 1.4 million worth of GBTC. But I warned you about that long time ago. So when this actually happens, you're going to go, oh yeah, but we knew about this. If the market dips, you say, okay, but we knew about this. We knew about this. This is nothing new to the banter community. Or It's all, it's all new. Um, I did also hear Barack Obama talking about, I think he was talking about Bitcoin. He was talking about Apple and, and Apple's um, fight with the government. But listen to what he said. The question we now have to ask is if technologically it is possible to make an impenetrable device or system where the encryption is so strong that there's no key, there's no door at all, what mechanisms do we have available to even do simple things like tax enforcement. Because if, in fact, you can't crack that at all, government can't get in, then everybody's walking around with a Swiss bank account in their pocket. Good morning, Mr. Barack Obama. Welcome. We've been walking around with Swiss bank accounts in our wallet for a long time. Now TradFi is starting to pay attention, which is why all of a sudden you're getting all these inflows into the ETFs, 145 million yesterday. The outflows on GBTC look like this. So you see they're becoming smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and actually kind of like pretty much insignificant. The other thing that you're seeing now, which is very interesting, is that 
other ETFs, which are not Bitcoin ETFs, like, so let's think about like a different kind of ETF. You know, ETFs, you can bundle a whole lot of different types of, of, of things. They're now starting to add Bitcoin into their ETFs, right? So there's a Fidelity ETF, which says is allocating 1% of its total assets into Bitcoin. So Fidelity is allocating one of its, of its most conservative ETF to Bitcoin, 1%. So it's not only about the Bitcoin ETF, but it's also about other ETFs which are adding Bitcoin into their ETFs. And that's also creating a lot of pressure. And this will continue to happen until, and like until well, like while wealth investors and wealth advisors start learning more about Bitcoin. One thing you need to remember is that it's just happened. Like we, the ETF was only approved a month ago. Not even a month ago. In, I think in two days it's going to be a month, right? In two days it's going to be a month. So actually today is the anniversary of the day that Gary Genslow and the SEC fake tweeted about the ETF, funny enough. It's the one month anniversary. And already we've got all these inflows into the ETF, right? We've got tons and tons and tons of inflows into the ETF. But most wealth managers still don't have like, like uh, uh, approval and, 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 sl- and, and stuff like that. So that is, that is like what the, the life of an ETF looks like. Now, I want you to try and imagine something, right? You're an ETF. You're a wealth manager. You're like this big ETF. Or, or you're my wealth manager, right? And I'm like on my deathbed and I'm about to die. And you're my wealth manager. You've got to distribute all my, what's it called? All my, my assets to all, my, all the people in my family, right? What are going to be my last words to you as the wealth manager? Have you ever thought about that? Like when you're about to go, like you're lying on your deathbed and you've got to like say goodbye to your family and tell them where, where all the money is, right? You know what, my, how I'm going to be? I'm going to be like this guy over here. Okay, so my final words to my family. Don't forget to go into my Leap Wallet and unstake my tier. This takes 21 days. Then head over to Eigenlayer. There you'll need to unstake my STETH. After that, go to Blast. Withdraw my USDC and bridge back to ETH. Then head over to Manta. You'll also be able to withdraw my USDC and bridge back to ETH. Then head over to Hyperliquid. You'll need to withdraw from HP Vault and withdraw from my Hyperliquid. After that, go to Dimensions website after logging into my MetaMask and unstake. This again takes 21 days. Don't worry about the NFTs I own. These are now worthless. This is, I swear to you, when I read this, I thought to myself, if I go tomorrow, this is the kind of shit that I need to tell my family. Like, go and unstake here, fetch from this wallet, go to the, this wallet, un, undo. By the way, I'm expecting, a, I'm expecting a, an airdrop. Don't withdraw before the airdrop, only withdraw after. The, that's the life of a wealth manager now. Like, that's the life. Don't forget to unstake the, 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 the ETFs. So that is, that is a, that's the life of, 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 of a current wealth manager. That's, that's these guys, people are laughing. I know you're laughing. Because you know, because you know, because you know exactly, you know exactly. This guy, someone says, this guy really loves his family. <laughs> this guy really loves his family. It, I mean, have you thought about it? If you go tomorrow, where, where did they find the, the where are they going to find the NFTs, the stake shirt, dimension airdrop, tiat? I staked my tier to get dimension. I took my dimension. I restaked it over here. They got no chance, bro. They got no chance. My family's just going to have to give up the money. That's just the way it is. Anyway, but look, net net, as I said to you, it's funny that, eh? (laughs) And it's also so true. It's so so true. Everyone says we're on the same train. Coffee Please says we're on the same train. Um, Fact, give us alpha. You want alpha? I'll give you alpha. Here, let me give you some alpha. 
guys love that, eh? You guys, I also love that. This was one of, my, one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things. That's when I read that. I was, ah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Anyway, listen. Um, I've got some alpha for you. So we all been we've been fixated on this ETF. Lots of money flowing in from the ETF. In fact, if you think about how money flows into crypto, um, if you look about, you think about how money flows into crypto, right? You basically look at the ETF, you say, hold on, let's just uh, make this bigger so that you guys can see it. I know some of you are, are looking on your phones. So you look at all the, uh, the ETF inflows, which looks something like that. Um, yeah. So, so you, you see, you look at all the, the, the inflows, 1.7 billion net. If you take like all the inflows X grayscale, it has bought in $1.7 billion into crypto. And remember what I said to you in the beginning of the show? The reason why the market has pumped today, the reason why we are where we are and now we're at 45,061, the reason why we pumped and why everything is green is actually because of inflows. Some of the inflows are as a result of this ETF. And that is why everybody was so bullish around the ETF. Why were we so bullish around the ETF? Because we said what the, e the ETF is going to do is the ETF is going to bring us inflows. That is why everybody got so excited about the ETF. And you know what? The ETF has actually really, really, really lived up to its word. In fact, in total, $1.7 billion of new money has come into the crypto ecosystem. And that is why the prices are pumping. That plus the fact that whale wallets, I showed it to you over here. These guys over here are buying. You add those inflows together. You say, hold on, whales are buying. Plus, money, new money is coming in from the ETF. Those inflows are what drives the market. So actually, if we were to break it down into a thesis, we would say the following. The market inflows at the moment are driven by two real inflows. One of the inflows that the market inflows are driven by is the ETF inflows. More money coming in from the ETF. Remember that the government tried to shut us down. When they tried to shut us down, they shut down the banking system. When they shut down the banking system, they tried to stop the inflows into the crypto ecosystem. But then we took the government to court, not us, the, uh, uh, Grayscale took the government to court, and they had to approve an ETF. And that means that everything they did during Operation Choke Point, where they said they were going to try and squeeze the banks and cut off our oxygen so we couldn't get more money into, into the ETFs, we voided that. Because even if you cut off the banks, even if you don't let people put money into crypto via their bank accounts, the fact that more money comes into Bitcoin via the ETF means spot buying on the market. And that brings more money into crypto. And as I said to you to date, we've had 1.7 billion of new inflows via the ETF. Not bad because it's, it's only a month old, right? It's only a month old. Guys, I'm telling you, smash the like button because... Your, your mind is about to get blown now. When I show you this, you, you're going to realize the next stop has to be Valhalla. No, no breaks in between. You'll see. You'll tell me. You'll tell me in the chat if my thesis is right. The second source of inflow is actually stable coins. More money coming into stable coins so we can actually buy Bitcoin. And you can see when it comes to stable coins, we bottomed at $124 billion, $123.6 billion worth of stable coins. And then that was in October 13th. And then since then, about $12 billion of stable coins has actually gone in. So there are, two, there are two sources of inflows into the market. The first source of inflows into the market is 
the ETFs. More money coming into the ETFs equals more money coming into crypto. The next source of, of alpha into the market, the next source of alpha into the market, of, of inflows into the market, is people putting, minting new stablecoins, putting new money into crypto via the bank accounts. And those are two absolutely, absolutely, absolutely powerful flows of inflow into the market, which are going to pump the market. But guys, I have uncovered something that I don't think anybody else has uncovered. It is huge. It is more inflows than all of the ETFs combined. Remember that the ETFs combined, all the ETFs combined have only brought in $1.7 billion into the market in the last month. There is a new narrative, which is bringing in more money than all the ETFs combined into the crypto market. It is the hottest narrative in crypto right now. And it's going to continue for the rest of 2024. And it's going to pump your bags to Valhalla. It is bigger than the ETFs. And I want to show you what it is. It's not stablecoins. We've actually spoken about stablecoins. It's actually something completely, completely, completely different. And I want to show it to you. So what is it? The source of money that is, that is bringing more money into this than stablecoins than the ETF is actually the hottest narrative in crypto at the moment. And that is airdrops. Because if you think about what these airdrops are doing, we are, we are, we are living through airdrop season. And every single time an airdrop comes, what it does is it puts more money into the market. So let's just quickly look at some of these airdrops. The day before the dimension airdrop, Lots of people didn't have a lot of money. But then what happened? Dimension dropped $500 million worth of money onto its holders. And that was an inflow into the crypto market of $500 million. And the same thing with Celestia and the same thing with, with, with Meme and, and WorldCoin and all these things. So far, just in 2024, these airdrops have bought in $1.7 billion of new money into the market that actually wasn't even here. So you can see that that is, in fact, a little bit now, a little bit smaller, 0.1% smaller than the ETF uh, 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 thing. Let, let me just make that a bit smaller so that you got, because a lot of people can't see this. So you can see that in 2024, in 2024, so far, we've had $1.7 billion flowing in because of the ETFs. But airdrops have also bought in $1.7 billion worth of, of inflows, right? And in 2023, what you can see is that $5 billion or $4.3 billion was actually airdropped onto crypto holders. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that every time that we get an airdrop, it's a new inflow into crypto. The day before, it wasn't there. The next day, it is there. The day before the TA airdrop, you never had money. When you got the TA airdrop, you all of a sudden had money. It was new money bought into the system. Now, the great thing is that this new source of income that is falling from the sky onto all of us, this new inflow, which is as big, if not bigger, than the ETF inflow, is currently the biggest narrative in crypto. Just think that right now, what's the biggest narrative in crypto? You stake your Celestia, you get Dimension, you stake your Dimension, you get another airdrop, you stay. It's all about airdrops. 
it's more and more and more money being created. And if you thought that this airdrop narrative was about to stop, I have some news for you guys. Here is a list of the airdrops that we know about. Monad, ZK Sync, La Layer Zero is going to be a multi-billion dollar protocol. Eigenlayer is going to be doing a whole lot of... All of these are new money which is about to fall onto the crypto ecosystem. What I'm trying to say to you, what, what, what I'm trying to show you, have, just have a look here. This is upcoming airdrops. We just started to, to, to estimate. We think Wormhole will give us about a $500 million airdrop. We think Eigenlayer will be a billion dollar airdrop. We think Layer, layer Zero will be a $570 million. We don't know these numbers. We, we think uh, ZK Sync might be a $2 billion airdrop. We think that Drift might be a, two, a $200 million airdrop. What we know for sure is that 2024 is the year where we get airdrops. So we will be in a situation where not only will the ETF be bringing us a whole lot of money into crypto, but all these new airdrops will be bringing in as much, if not more money into crypto. And when you take all that new money and it's all in crypto, all of a sudden, you're going to get so much inflows into crypto that it's going to make your altcoin bags absolutely, absolutely explode. I don't think people, when they're factoring all the inflows into crypto, I don't think people are factoring all the inflows from all the free airdrops. I mean, just think about this. Dimension did an airdrop of about $500 million. Two days ago, no one had any Dimension, right? No one had any airdrops. No one had any Dimension in their wallet. Today, everyone's got Dimension. Uh, they're staking it to get more airdrops of the next thing. We are, we are having this more and more and more inflows. And this is what the inflow chart looks like. And it's a lot of very, 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 very high, high um, uh, 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 value projects. When Monad launches, it's going to be insane. When Layer Zero launches, they reckon the fully diluted valuation could be up to $10 billion. When Eigenlayer launches, they're talking about a $20 billion. The SAFs are selling for $20 billion. Can you imagine the amount of new money that's going to come into the market? It's going to make the ETF money look tiny. It's going to make the ETF money look tiny relative to, to this. Look at, look at this. This is... If you take the last 12 months, this is the amount of money that flowed into the market from airdrops versus the amount of markets uh, 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 that flowed in from uh, ETFs. And this trend has just started. It's about to continue. Yesterday, we heard that Wormhole, the big bridge that was funded or created by Jump Capital, also doing an airdrop, huge airdrop. Um, you, you may actually, if you use the bridges and stuff like that, you may actually be in line for it. Or if you've used Injective, you may actually be in line to get the airdrop. These airdrops are actually a huge, 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 huge industry. Not only can you mine them and get, you know, farm them and get airdrops, but there's a whole lot of protocols that you can get involved in. I showed you some protocols a while back. I showed you uh, Whale Market. Uh, where is it over here? I showed you Whale Market where you can go, you can trade your points and your points. Yeah, so you go to Points Trader and you can trade your points for the airdrop. You can see there's Magic Eden points now being, there's, there's all, all these points being traded. So this is the new narrative which people aren't understanding is going to bring millions and millions and millions and millions and billions and billions and billions of dollars into crypto and going to make all of us rich and pump our bags. That is bigger than the ETF, not as big as stablecoin inflows yet, but big. We're now getting a new narrative and it's not going to end until the end of at least the end of 2024. That's what is going to absolutely, absolutely pump our bags. Now, I want to show you two things quickly. 
If you want to trade these airdrops before they go on the market, there's two options. One, you can go to uh, Evo, A-E-V-O. This is old Ribbon Finance. Don't go there yet. I'm going to get you guys an amazing like sign-up deal to these things. Or you can go to Hyperliquid. Hyperliquid also trades uh, a lot of these perpetuals before they launch, these airdrops before they launch. So before we get into altcoins, that's what I wanted to show you. What's going to pump your altcoin bags is actually the fact that all these airdrops are going to be bringing more money into crypto than than you can even imagine. That's what's going to pump your bags. ETF inflows, which come from TradFi. Stablecoin inflows, which come from TradFi, whatever else. Someone says, where is the money coming from? The money's coming from new protocols that are entering the system. A lot of people are actually asking the same questions. Where's the money coming from? I'll show you. Right now, the whole crypto ecosystem doesn't have Monad, ZcoSync, Layer Zero, Eclipse Labs, Agnea. These aren't yet, don't yet exist in the ecosystem. When they all of a sudden come to the ecosystem and they start distributing their wealth amongst their users, that's new money in the ecosystem. So all this is new money. It's not, it's, this is actually much better than government stimulus because it's actually backed by something. It's backed by new protocols. Whereas government stimulus is backed by nothing, this is actually backed by new protocols doing new things, sharing the value with their user base. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, if you're not mind blown at this point, I, I, like honestly, I, please just tell me that was this not? It's not reshuffling of money in the system. Someone says, isn't is actually reshuffling money in the system? No. Why? Because these aren't in the system yet, right? These aren't in the system. So like, just think if there was only Bitcoin and the market cap of Bitcoin was a billion dollars and then all of a sudden you added ETH, it wouldn't eat into Bitcoin's market cap. It would be Bitcoin plus ETH, right? And then if you've got Bitcoin, ETH and Sol, it's Bitcoin plus ETH plus Sol. So it's not reshuffling of money. It's adding new protocols and new, new, um, uh, 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 new protocols into the into the system people say they want to see some killer well stuff i'll, I'll show you some killer well stuff just now but first i think, I think we talk about altcoins so guys do you understand now what is going to pump your altcoin bags people buying bitcoin taking their profits into bitcoin and pumping it into alts then airdrops initially i was skeptical about airdrops now i think it's the best thing that ever happened it's like us creating our own stimulus by dropping our own value onto our own users and making our own users richer and pumping our bags Unfucking believable what is about to happen here. And, and right now we are in this, this, uh, this airdrop season. This, we are in airdrop season. Everyone's dropping free money on crypto users. It's like, ah, it doesn't get any better. That's why I'm so bullish on altcoins. That's, that's why I'm so bullish. I think that now we are here. When the airdrop season comes, we go to here. See? Anyone that's been here before knows this shit. We know this cycle. Bang. 2021. I mean, look, just look at this. I was here in 2021. Some of you were also here in 2021. Do you remember this? Same fractal. And that's why you see the altcoins are going like absolutely berserk, ballistic, unbelievable. I mean, just look at, look at what, what's, what's going on here in the airdrop. In, in the airdrop. In the, in, the, in the altcoin market. You've got, um, I'm, I'm looking at the top 200. Let's look at the top 100. Um, Beam up again, uh, Dimension Air, Dimension's like seven bucks, 707, unbelievable. Um, Stacks is absolutely pumping. Um, see, everyone, everyone that's been here for a while knows it's actually uh, uh, altcoin season. Uh, I did tell you to buy Stride. Those that bought Stride, you guys made a lot of money. I always told you guys to look at buying Uncaged. 
They're now launching the trailer for their game. You can watch the trailer over here. So soon they're going to launch the game. When they launch the game, this thing's going to go absolutely crazy. The other thing which I saw yesterday was that ETH actually started to get a move again. So if you're holding ETH bags, you're probably happy because your ETH bags actually started to get a move again. Um, there's a couple of reasons why ETH is starting to move. I need to talk to you about all the reasons why ETH is starting to move. I mean, obviously, there's the ETF narrative, although I think we, we scored an, an own goal with the ETF narrative, and I'll explain to you why. Arc, Kathy Wood's Arc, who applied for an ETF, an ETH ETF, yesterday changed their or changed their application. I don't know if it was yesterday to include staking <clears throat> into the ETF to stake a portion of the trust assets through a third-party staking. I think that was a tactical mistake, and the reason why I think it was a tactical mistake is because they're giving the the SEC a reason to decline the ETF. Remember, the reason why the, the SEC approved the Bitcoin ETF was actually because what the SEC said is they said, well, what the court said is the court said, look, you've got a Bitcoin futures ETF. How can you deny the Bitcoin spot ETF? But now by saying, and there are ETH futures ETFs, but they don't have staking. So now by, by adding staking, I think uh, Kathy Wood made a mistake. The other thing that's driving ETH is um, 4844, which is their new EIP, which is a new protocol upgrade, which is reducing the fees of the layer twos. So you can expect the layer twos, and you can expect uh, ETH to run, and you can expect the ETH layer twos to, con to, to continue running. So that's, that's why, why ETH is running. The other reason why ETH is running is because something happened on the ETH network, and I think we need to talk about what happened on the ETH network. Some new kind of technology was created on the ETH network uh, recently. As, I mean, it, the narrative has been pumping for the last week. What is this ETH narrative? You need to start understanding it. It's a little bit complicated, but I'll dumb it down for you because I'm dumb and I understand it, so you'll be able to understand it. What it is, is it's called ERC404. And someone says, the ERC404 may single-handedly make Ethereum relevant again. So it's almost like the first day when we launched NFTs on Ethereum, we actually created a new use case for something on Ethereum, which we'd never created before. And that is exactly what this new ERC404 actually created, right? So what is it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a very, very, very simple explanation of what it is. This is the simplest ex explanation that I could find. It's a very cool story. So remember that what is a, an NFT? An NFT is a non-fungible token, which means that there's like one token. The token has a, let's say, for example, a picture of a punk on it. And that NFT is different from every other NFT. So if I have an, a punk and you have a punk, those are two different tokens. One is fungible. One, one, one token is fungible. One is not fungible. An NFT is a non-fungible token. In other words, my punk is different from your punk. The problem with that is that if you want to buy a punk or you want to trade a punk, the problem is that you can't because you can't split it in half. And if you can't afford to buy a crypto punk, then that means you're pretty much screwed, right? So again, crypto punks cost a lot of money. Maybe the, I don't know what the floor is. What's the floor price for crypto punks today? Let's say it's 100 ETH, okay? Just for, for number's sake. Problem is that if you want to own a crypto punk, 
or a share in a crypto bank. There's no real way for you to own a crypto bank or a share in a crypto bank until today. Because what they've done is they've launched this new token standard called ERC-404. Okay. <clears throat> now here, the core idea is that it allows people to buy and sell NFTs as well as parts of NFTs where the parts are represented as tokens. So what does it do? When you create an NFT or when you sell an NFT, you link it to a normal token, like a normal ETH token. So it's like you send the NFT token plus you send the other token. Now, the other token can be sold in pieces. So you can buy half. You can't buy half of an NFT, but you can buy half of the other token. So if I send you an NFT and together with the NFT, I send you the other normal token, the normal ETH token. The one you can subdivide, but the other one you can't. You can't subdivide an NFT, but you can subdivide the other one, right? So imagine I sent you an NFT and the subdiv this, this divisible token, and then you decided to sell half of the divisible token. The minute you did that, it would destroy the NFT in your wallet, and I would own half of the, of the, uh, the new token, and, somebody, and I could then sell the other half. The two halves together uh, apart are useless. But the minute that you put them together, they reconstruct an NFT. So you see what they've done? They've created the ability to subdivide NFTs by sending them, when you create an NFT, you create it with a new token, a normal token. The NFT obviously can't be split. You can't split an ape in half. But if you split the new token in half, or in, a, in quarters, or in tenths, all of a sudden, the NFT disappears, self-destructs, for lack of a better word, and it's only put together when two of us come together, or ten of us come together, we put together a similar NFT. So you found a way to split NFTs through this new standard, which is called ERC404, four, four, uh, well, ERC404. Now, the first collection of this is called Pandora. Pandora is this collection, the first Pandora collection, um, a new launch token standard combines ERC-20s and ERC-720s, basically tokens and NFTs into one implementations. It creates NFTs that can have native fractionalizations and could potentially change the game for how NFTs are collected and designed and traded. Basically what we've done now is we've created a completely new industry and this industry can be a big narrative for, for ETH actually jumping. So, Look out for this new narrative. Go and check out Pandora. I think there's a whole list of other things that there's defrogs. By the way, defrogs, we have a, a, a Discord group. It's called Front Runners. It's only 4,000 people. Uh, you can't get in if, unless some. Are there 1,000 people in the group yet? There's, okay, so a few people's payments didn't go through. So there's a link below if you want to go below and sign up. I don't, I'm not guaranteeing you're going to get in. It's only for a thousand people, but we gave this alpha to our community when it came out. Um, and there's a lot of alpha in, that, that goes. If you want to join, there is a link below here. I'll show you where, where the link is. Let me show you. Uh, it's very important that you, that you, it, you're not going to get in unless someone's payment didn't go through or, um, here we go. I'll show you. So, uh, it is, I'm sure it's here because Josh would never leave that one out. I mean, there's a lot, a lot that he could leave out. Uh, where is it? here we go you can join here where it says join front runners that's where you want to go also I want to remind you if you want the banter bags but not only that if you want Apple Vision Pro headsets people if you want to trade if you want to trade your meme coins like an absolute DJ in 
I don't know, 8D or whatever this thing is called. You want one of these? We are giving away seven Vision Pros. All you need to do is sign up to anyone, any crypto banter exchange. I mean, Bybit, BitGet, Deribit, Bitflex, Bingx. You decide, sign up, any link. In two weeks, we're giving away seven Vision Pros. Don't say I didn't tell you. We're going to do this in two weeks. And at the same time, you obviously put yourself in line for the banter bags. Lastly, 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 before we go, remember if you did invest in Devi, Devi is now listed on Gate. That's the very, very, very fast blockchain that's also tokenizing carbon credits and, and whatever else. Uh, it launched yesterday. Price is trading on Gate. I don't remember what people paid or what we paid, but there it is, right? So, I mean, uh, uh, trading there. Listen, I need you to tell me honestly in the comments. Be honest, be honest. Was this the highest alpha per minute show that you've ever heard? Come on, be honest. Let me know. And if, if it was, then... Just hit the like button one last time before we go. Before we go, let's just quickly look at the markets because I know I love, I actually love looking at the markets when it's so nice and green. Let's look at the last hour. Oof. So nice, so nice, so nice. Let's see what's going on here today. Uh, let's go into the top 200. Let's go into the top 200. Remember, it's all available for you on Banter Bubbles. And Josh promised me that he's launching a new Banter Bubbles app today, which will be the fastest bubble app in, in the world, right? In the world. Fastest bubble app in the world. Launching later today. Okay. Uh, I will see you guys again tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Listen, tomorrow I've got Arthur Hayes coming on. He's going to tell us, he's going to break down all his altcoin narratives and stuff like that. Going to be a massive show. Until then, trade well, my friends. <laughs>